Hey there, lurkers! What do you think about Twisted Metal? Only Murders in the Building? Good Omens Season 2? Whiplash? And Parasite? Sounds like women are finally hitting it big in the box office. So let's lurk! I'm glad you brought that up as our little, uh, I don't know, throwaway line that we do at the beginning of the show, because sure. really, you can't spell Barbie without billions these days. <laughs> Keeping them double Bs put together. Listen, we talked about Barbie in our last episode, right? Two episodes ago? couple episodes, yeah. I am so happy that that movie is doing so well. And I'm so happy that it's crushing Oppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> How much money has Oppenheimer made? Has it isn't that up there as like one of the top grossing R-rated films? Sure. I, I think it's like approaching 700 million. Okay. That's pretty good. I think what Deadpool mm-hmm. owns the rights to like the best selling rated R R-rated film or Logan maybe. I don't I don't know. I I haven't looked at the numbers and you know me. I can't do math, let alone girl math. <laughs> We're just going to have little bits of popcorn. <laughs> so I found a gift card. I'm, I was going through my closet this week while I was sick. Coming out of it. I yep. found a Fandango gift card for 25 bucks. Nice. And then it dawned on me that that buys a large popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Inflation still bad. Okay. Well, speaking of dystopian futures, I started watching a new show on the cock this weekend. That's Excuse right. Me? <laughs> Twisted Metal, a show based on the PlayStation video game of the same name, has debuted on Peacock. All the episodes are out as far as I'm aware. And let me tell you, Willie, it's a lot of fun. It is a show yeah? that does not take itself seriously whatsoever. And Anthony Mackie, Stephanie Beatrice... From uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Will Arnett as the voice of Sweet Tooth, for those who know who that is. He's the clown character that everybody loves from the franchise. They're having a lot of fun with it, and it's just a good time. There's a lot of violence. There's a lot of jokes, both like mature and immature. The point of the story is Anthony Mackie is something called a milkman where he just delivers goods to and from these nice. cities after the United States has fallen into chaos and uh, cities built giant walls, finally, uh, around themselves. <laughs> they got it done. Uh, and so... <laughs> Who paid for it, Scott? Who? Who paid for it? The U.S. The U.S. paid for it. Knew anyway, it. Knew anyway. it. Anyway. He's got to make deliveries back and forth, and he gets an offer he can't refuse. And that's all I'm going to say. You should check it out. It's on the cock. Use your free trial. Seven days. I don't know what it is. but uh, It's got an audience score of 94 on Rotten Tomatoes. People are loving this show. So it's good. Give it a shot. <laughs> Speaking of giving things a shot, I started watching Only Murders in the Building because... Good timing. A new season is coming out. Didn't it drop probably as this show is going live? It debuted on the 8th. The first two episodes, at least. 
so we finished season one. They're 30-ish minute episodes. So good. And they pack so much detail, so much charisma. Martin Short and um, Steve Martin, the fantastic. Martins. Seeing Selena Gomez in this role, I think she is a standout character, leaves kind of this mysterious, weird aura about her. But you're not expecting this musician to be such a good actor and she is she does a great job a hundred percent i agree with you she was the standout surprise of that show and i don't know if everybody expected it to be as good as it was but martin short and steve martin have been partners in comedy and i even in their older age they are still killing it like the comedy that I grew up with, just like that dry, make fun of the other person, like literally tear them down to the bone with your scathing remarks is something that both of them do so well. And, and you can feel the friendship, that mm-hmm. lifelong comedy duo come through the screen. And Selena Gomez, as somebody who is, you know, has always been a solo artist, fits so well with them compliments yeah. them and that's the surprise their performance. yeah it's amazing highly recommend like, so we're we're on to season two my hope is to get through season two quickly so that we can watch uh the current season as it's going on and speaking of season two good omens which was an uh amazon prime specific thing it's based on a book by neil gaiman and uh oh, i forget the other guy but Anyway, he's important. He was really funny. It's about okay. an angel and a demon who have basically become friends, even though they're not supposed to. And uh, they get into some trouble, cause some world-changing things to happen. Like, that's all I'm going to say for season one. But it's so funny because it's Michael Sheen and David Tennant, who are some of the best British actors to exist. And there is no book two. So they're kind of going into uncharted territory with this new season. But let me just tease you. Let me just entice a little bit on what you can expect from the very first episode in season two. Three words. Naked John Ham. That's all I have to say. I'm in. (laughs) And that's what I wish he would say to me. What? Go, Go watch last week's episode. (laughs) these are all shows that uh we've been watching you should catch up on if you're gonna spend some time in your week twisted metal only murders in the building and good omen season two give them a watch now last week we talked about reviewing some movies thanks to the rotten tomatoes top 25 Uh, There was a couple on there that we hadn't watched, and we were very surprised that they made it as high as they did in the top 10. Uh, Those movies were Whiplash and Parasite. Willie wanted to watch Parasite. I wanted to watch Whiplash. We said we were going to watch both of them. Here's what happened. (laughs) Willie did that, and for once, Scott is the one who is not as prepared. Uh, But I did watch one one of them. I watched the one I picked, Whiplash. Son of a bitch. What? Did you not watch Parasite? Yes, I watched both of them, but okay. I really, really wanted you to watch Parasite. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay because I have read Parasite. 
That's not the same. Just reading a, a, a article from Fauci doesn't mean you're re- reading okay. Parasite. Whatever, audiobook reader. <laughs> I don't know how to read. Shut up. <laughs> Uh, that's next week's subject on the main show. Girl reading. <laughs> Girl reading. <laughs> anyway, let's start with Parasite because I want you to tell me about it. Tell me your reaction. What was good? What you didn't like about it? Because uh, it w- it won some awards. It's uh, It's got some really good actors that have been in other movies I have seen. What did you think? So Parasite could be summed up as greed and class discrimination threaten the newly formed symbiotic relationship between the wealthy Park family and the destuit Kim clan. And so, Scott, this movie is rated R. It has a 99 in Rotten Tomatoes. 99. 90 audience scores. So clearly, the critics thought that this was a more well-filmed it was more uh, theatrical in its sense, and the audience score was a little bit lower. I'm going to come in somewhere around the the high 80s, mid to, to early 90s. Probably I'm going to give it an 89 out of 100. I don't know how you reach that score, but the the main character, the son of this family, begins this journey uh, to get a job. He lives, they, they live in this just destroyed, crummy, rundown apartment building. And, like, you can see all sorts of, like, vagrant people out on the street. Like, one person peeing in the corner oh. right next to their window. So, and like Los Angeles. A, I mean, yes, like an <laughs> Asian country. But, yes, yeah, same, same kind of concept. And so, the idea is, like, can we get a job? Where we work for people of wealth. Okay. And so that's what they do. They start working for a family. And the title of the of the movie, Parasite, is very telling. I'm not going to go any further into the specifics. But this movie had you rooting for a family that's pretty shitty. Had you looking for... Like, oh my god, I can't believe they're telling this story. The twists, the turns, the the level of, like, charisma on screen, the level of, like, suspense that you get out of certain scenes, all of it left me finishing this movie going, I understand why this movie had so much hype the year that it came out, and it should have been way closer to that top ten list. Well, I mean, it won four... Academy Awards, Best Picture, Best Director, Best Original Screenplay, and Best International Feature Film. Do you think that, as somebody who, uh, do you watch films with subtitles on, TV shows with film uh, with subtitles on, uh, just to have them on, like so many people are doing these days? Yeah. Okay, that's, so you're one of those. That's my, uh, what, what would you call that, uh, girl TV? <laughs> Uh, okay, all right, and and then everything that you were describing still some somehow came through, despite it not being in traditional English. I I really need to be in the mood to watch a movie that has subtitles. Okay, um, this is one of those movies that maybe about fifteen minutes in, gone. The whole thing is is out the window, and you're just focused on the the theming. And there's there's plenty in Act Three of this movie. 
where you don't even need subtitles. Oh, interesting. Who uh, was your favorite character? Ooh, that's a really great question. Uh, Choi Woo Seek, who is the son. Kevin. The I think. Huh? Kevin? Kevin. Yeah. Yep. Does a fantastic job. I think he carries the first act. Um, and then as more characters start to get developed, I think like he's just the most grounded. He would be considered, in my mind, the main character of the film. And he does a really excellent job. The one thing I'm very fascinated by is that the director, he came up with this idea in 2013. And it finally got created in 2019. He was encouraged by a theater actor friend to write a play. And he had actually been a tutor for the son of a wealthy family in his early 20s. Which, is, uh, as I understand, is a central theme to... To this thing so maybe you like kevin because it's kind of like he was writing himself oh i could totally see that it's it like for some of the things that these characters do it felt really grounded in their decision making and why they would do what they did right uh, and like every every moment on screen it like the writers of south park trey parker and matt mm-hmm. stone yeah they lead like a writing class. And one of the things they said is you need to tell a story of like this thing happens and then this uh, because or uh, how is it? You don't want to do and then like that doesn't move the story forward. You want to say therefore or because of. And so every scene that you're watching is this happened. Therefore, characters do this or therefore we move to this space. So everything is kind of adding on top of itself. Yeah, I, I mean, it is a masterclass in writing. Cool. That's awesome. Now, uh, we can get into your whiplash. Sorry, I interrupted everything. Switched it around on you. Flipped it. Turned upside down. But that's down. okay. Because Lurkers, for a movie that came out in 2014, spoilers ahead. <laughs> <laughs> is it that old wow nope. it is almost 10 years old the, the first thing i will say about this movie is i have watched more of it on tiktok than i realized <laughs> <laughs> it's true yeah there there are so many clips online that made me think like i really should watch this one day and it's just so good the intensity comes through your phone but like it doesn't match it when you put it onto your big screen. Here's here's my caveat for watching this movie. Uh, once again, I just have to repeat, I'm hard of hearing. I was having some inner ear issues, so I had to wear my earplugs while I watched this movie. So I just turned all the sound off and I watched the whole thing silently. And for a show that is about music, you would think that might be detrimental. However, I just happened to study a lot of music when I was younger, so my imagination is very vivid, and uh, Willie will find that out when I come over and I shit on his front door for making me watch Insidious, (laughs) (laughs) because I'm so scared. Scott, hold on, hold on. If you're going to shit anywhere, on my chest. (laughs) That's where we're escalating to. (laughs) <laughs> in you, connections with Willie, your final, your final act. You need to watch two girls, one cup. <laughs> so anyway, Whiplash is about 
this kid who goes to the most prestigious music school in New York, Schaefer Conservatory, and J.K. Simmons is the badass music teacher that teaches the highest studio band in the school and everybody who's anybody wants to be in that band. But he has a very high threshold for how you have to perform to get into it. That's the premise. Why did you think, is this the first time or second time you've watched this movie? It's like the fourth. Okay. (laughs) The first time you watched it, if you can remember back, what was your reaction? Did you see it in the theater? No, I saw it at home. I just heard it won a bunch of awards and it was highly rated. And so going into this thinking, how good could this really be? I think the intensity, the level of perfection that's expected from Miles Teller's character, who, what's his name, Andrew, it, yeah, there's something so thrilling, and it's all about a character overcoming all of their mental obstacles to become the best version of themselves at a specific skill, and it's so grounded in what so many people probably feel when they go to be a professional chef, like in The Bear, when they go Mm -hmm. to be a a musician, when they go to be a doctor, whatever that might be, all of the storytelling, all of the acting felt really grounded. It felt real. And when you finally get to the end and you see where Andrew takes the character, loved it. It's very kind of like first and second act. I I don't want to say it's like basic, but like you're right. The groundedness in... Here's some nerdy kid. He doesn't have a lot of friends. He's just going to school for the very first time. Uh, He hangs out with his dad. His mom's not around. He's not as good as everybody else. His dad's a teacher, winning awards. His cousins are like, you know, stars in their own little fields. His uncle doesn't really recognize him as like just other than the nerdy kid who plays an instrument, you know, going to band school. So you can tell that he feels this inadequacy and it starts leaking out of him in uh in a ways that he's acting out he's trying to be better than everybody else because this teacher who he sees as a mentor as somebody who has accomplished expects excellence from him and will accept no other substitutes and those who haven't seen this movie like jk simmons is evil very uh driven by whatever maybe it's his own inadequacy but like you never really see that come through you just see him being this force of rage and anger and frustration and somebody that isn't somebody you should emulate at any point in time in your life so for this impressionable kid to find out like oh this is this is who i want to be it kind of warps him in a way where you're just like oh man like don't be like him. Don't don't follow that guy. And then it starts getting a little bit more twisted. And, and it goes into some wild, crazy adventure places that I didn't expect it to go. The car scene. The scene where uh, his dad gets a lawyer to investigate the teacher. All of this stuff just gets crazy. And then the, the one scene that I thought was just brilliant in the way that it sets up the final scene is when he runs into him at the jazz cafe and they sit down and they have a conversation and this is after a lot of stuff's gone down i don't like to spoil too many things but you find out the motivation supposedly 
for J.K. Simmons' character is he wants to create the next best thing. He knows he, he himself can't do it. That's why he's teaching it. But he wants to create Charlie Parker. He wants to create Count Basie. He wants to create the next best person. And he's never had it. So that's why he's as psychotic as he is. J.K. Simmons tricks Andrew into joining this band after they both have been kicked out of school for doing crazy stuff. It's a couple months later. Andrew willingly accepts because he thinks he's finally like earned the admiration or at least the respect of the teacher. Mm-hmm. And they're going to play these these songs that he's already been practicing before. He says, I want you, you're the only one that can play this song. I need you in this band. They get up on stage in front of the Lincoln Center, a full audience. And J.K. Simmons says, all right, we're going to play this song, classic song. It's called This. And Andrew looks around and realizes everybody else is going to play a song that he's never played before. He's never practiced. He does not have the sheet music. The whole band starts playing and Andrew just kind of like starts flailing around. Other band members are yelling at him like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what are you doing this? And the reason is because J.K. Simmons knew he got ratted out by Andrew previously in the movie. It, it was crazy. And so Andrew runs off stage <laughs> and he goes into his father's arm and his father's like, it's okay. It's okay. But when he comes back, he decides like, no, I'm not going to let this asshole push me around. And he just starts playing <laughs> in front of the entire Lincoln center. And, uh, JK Simmons, the conductor is like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm going to cue the band. He just starts taking over. He, becomes this thing that uh, they were talking about earlier in that conversation in that bar. Mm -hmm. And he just becomes the best. And I'm so torn by this, Willie. You have to to realize that he became the best in spite of J.K. Simmons' character, not because of. He he overcame all of that, that negativity. And by outing him, right, that scene prior to that, shows that J.K. Simmons is the real asshole. That this crowd of people watches and says he's the problem. And when he comes back out and takes control and becomes the best he can be, that final version, it's at his own pace. It's at his own beck and call and not beholden to the to the maniacal professor. See, that's where I think... It gets muddled. I don't think he became the best on his own. There's nothing else that we see in the moment that he leaves the school to the point where he plays on that stage that says, like, oh, I went and I learned this all on my own. He gave up the drums. So I feel like just watching it one time, you've watched it four times, but I feel like, at least from my perspective, it looks like he became the best because of this evil teacher, and therefore he's fulfilling the prophecy and further giving credence to what this bad guy is. Now it looks like he earned his respect, mm-hmm. which is something, you know, who cares really at the end of the day, but I, like, I didn't feel very good. It was, it was a great movie. It shot Damien mm-hmm. Chazelle. Who's, you know, done a ton of good films like La La Land. And maybe that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Other musicals you know. though. <laughs> 10 Cloverfield Lane. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. That that was actually really good. Highly underrated. But anyway, like 
he put together a stunning looking film, even though everything was kind of like sepia tone. It's very like either blue or orange, probably oh, yeah. a sign of the times. And and then the acting performances are fantastic. Why he ever turned down Melissa Benoist <laughs> is beyond me. Like just idiot move. But at the end of the day, I still feel the story is JK Simmons got away with all this stuff. Yeah, he lost his spot as a teacher in the school, but he's still out there like putting together good jazz bands and he tried to, you know, do this one up on Andrew and it, did it come back into his face or did he actually just prove his point like I made you? I think that's the controversy of the film, honestly. I and like when you get to the very end, the reason this movie had so much staying power, was nominated for awards is because it doesn't give you that answer it won three oscars it had 98 total wins across all awards nominated for 145 clearly it is a movie that leaves you wondering and leaves area for debate and movies i think that do that that don't just end with like this cut and dry response yeah oftentimes are the ones that i think like win so many awards because we can debate all day and all night well, something that's not up for debate is the end of our show, which is right now. So thank you so much, Lovely Lurkers, for hanging out with us today. Please rate and review wherever you lurk. We appreciate the love. So be kind to each other. And remember, we're here next week. So be week. kind to each other. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>